You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. If you haven't read that book, honest to God, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Um, you're welcome in advance. I think you're going to be very happy with what you read. I think it's going to help explain the show a little bit. And most importantly, I think it can actually help you improve your life. If you love this show, you can subscribe to this show right here by supporting it at subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Many of you have reached out and said, Dilly, I'm sorry. I'm not able to support right now. And um, I'm having to back off. And I understand that. I get it. Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. You don't have to always do the $25 or $100 a month. There's a $5 option. If you know, I'd rather have you feel good about it because I have so many people that feel guilty. I don't care. It's all good. If you can't afford it, please, by all means, drop off. But I don't want you beating yourself up and emailing me and apologizing to me. You don't owe me an apology for your struggles financially. Everybody's dealing with shit right now. It's all good, but I did want to make sure you guys understand that there is a $5 option. So if that is something that makes you feel like you're still got skin in the game, please utilize it. Uh, you don't have to do the more expensive options. I know many of my viewers and listeners are on fixed income, and you're not going to hurt my feelings at all. So if it's got to be zero, then no worries at all. But if you're like, you know what, let me scrape together five bucks because I want to feel like I'm, I've got some skin in the game, that's all good too. But I don't want you guys emailing uh, constantly and, and feeling guilty about this because it's, it's all good. I don't, I'm not going to take it personally at all, okay? Subscribestar.com forward slash Dilly Show. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, and if you love this show and you want to download it, you can do so exclusively right here as a podcast. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. It's going to let you download the show in a podcast format that magical producer Trevor is uh, producing every single day. He does a killer job at that. Bit.ly forward slash Tilly Show. Check that out today. Good morning, everybody. Did you guys like that opener? That was a magical Trevor opener. Lauren Eve was in love with it. She's like, this is so good. Will you play it, please? I'm like, yes, I will use it, honey. Yes, Lauren, I will use your. I will use that super cool meme that you were very excited about. And I thought it was really good. It was, it was pretty good. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys good? I'm debating if I want to wear the hat today. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sometimes I just, ah. Maybe I got to loosen it. It's a little tight, and it gives me a fucking headache. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you determine as a man when you need a, a haircut. Your hats start getting a little too tight. You're like, ah, I got to get a haircut. It's getting a little too uh, tight around my noodle. Tight around the noodle. No, I'm not playing it again. Tough shit. Watch the replay. Sorry. Not playing it again. It's too long. Yeah, there you go. How you guys doing? It's a hump day. It's an excellent day. My God. We're having fun yet? You paying attention? Who's moving the mountains? Who's moving the culture forward? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying it's the Dilly meme team. I'm not saying it's me. I'm saying maybe it's a combination of all of the above. But the culture is moving forward. Uh, the more the culture reflects something that I predicted, the easier it becomes for me to predict what starts to happen next. And also for us to pull the right levers to make things happen. But big stuff is going on right now. Uh, they are going to, you're essentially in a battle of wills, a showdown, if you will, with the establishment and the deep state, whatever you want to call them. 
These are the people who have pulled the levers of control behind the scenes for 40 plus years, and they are aging. And the people who are tasked with taking over for them don't have the talent or the gumption to, uh, to close the deal. And so your goal is to outlast these old fuckers, the evil motherfuckers that set up this entire apparatus, to outlast them while destroying their heir appearance and simultaneously elevating your messaging to a place of cool. Sounds simplistic. Sounds silly. Dilly, what do you mean? Why does cool matter? Why does cool matter? Because it's branding. It's marketing. It makes people feel like they're a part of something. The Republican Party has been lame as fuck for as long as I can remember. By and large, in a casual dialogue, if I'm going to interact, I get along better with traditional liberals than I do traditional Republicans. Why is that? Because traditional liberals, when you meet them at the outset, generally don't judge the fuck out of you. Whereas stiff, buttoned up, cunt Republicans judge the shit out of you. And it's hard to overcome those objections because you're constantly having to qualify yourself to the fucking pocket protector Republican. So what happens is you've got this weird thing where you've got a party with better political ideologies and horrendous marketing and branding because the leadership are a bunch of fucking uh, lawyer fart huffing dorks. And nobody wants that. So we, we thread the needle. We take the cultural, interesting uh, arts and musics from the left while combining it with the rational, logical basis and foundational tenets of the right. We thread that needle and we call it Trumpism, and that's what we're doing here on this show. That's what we do here on this show, and that's what we are spreading throughout the land. Throughout the land, and they can't stop it. This is like a tidal wave. It's building, and it's building, and it's building. It's an inevitability, and uh, we are going to win this thing, and we are whittling away at whatever they had left as far as culture goes. It's, it's rotting. It's falling apart, and now... The people, the men and women standing up for the psychotic left sound like the former boomer right. Best example I can give you is Charles Barkley standing in front of a crowded room full of patrons at a bar and telling people that they need to drink Bud Light and that he stands with trainees and gays. And if you have a problem with that, fuck you. Uh, yeah, awkward. You sounded like an old man on a front lawn screaming at the sun for being sunshiny. Lame. That sales pitch ain't working nowhere. Nobody saw that and went, yeah, man. God, that Chuck, he's so cool. They saw that and were like, dude, I bet he likes tranny dick. That's what I thought. I was like, really? This passionate about Bud Light? Really? Really? Shitty ass, watered down, garbage fucking beer? That you, uh, that you fucking, it's, it's transgendered beer? You're, you're gonna, this is the hill you're gonna die on, Charles Barkley. Okay. My guess is. He likes cock. He likes tranny cock. It's the only thing I could surmise. Because I know it's not about the beer. Charles Barkley wasn't stuck in it, sticking his neck out because he's like, God, I just love the shit out of some Bud Light. So, you know, I did my analysis on that video, and I only concluded, I'm like, Charles Barkley didn't give a shit about the beer. He just really, really loves tranny cock, and that's what he's standing up for. So congrats, bro. I mean, it's... Charles Barkley is like the Bill Mitchell of NBA basketball announcing. You know what I'm saying? Just super closeted, loves a good fake set of tits on a tranny with a dick. You know what I mean? Tries to come out there and be like, you guys don't believe me, right? Yeah, well, I got the proof of that. Don't worry. 
Same exact energy. God, I wonder if the meme team could do a, uh, a fucking uh, reface with Bill Mitchell and Charles Barkley. Because I got a couple of videos. I don't have the Charles Barkley one. I should have ripped it. I'm an idiot. But I do have the Bill Mitchell one. And now I'm starting to think that they're like two peas in a pod. You know what I'm saying? Like they both should be visiting Thailand together. I think they'd have a good time. So anyway, President Trump was on uh, last night, Sean Hannity. Uh, Sean cut him off repeatedly. It was a little annoying. He even tried to correct Trump. Uh, also tried to get President Trump to commit to early voting, which was really weird. President Trump wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know why he's pressing hard on that. It's not, that is not a relevant discussion today. That was weird. We're going to talk about it because he, he tried to press. Donnie J wasn't having it. 3,000. 3,000 people in attendance at that Iowa Town Hall. Donnie J lighting it up. He killed it, as usual, even with uh, fathead Sean Hannity doing the fucking interview. But uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to play some clips from that. I've got one hell of a dilly in the wild for you guys today. Actually, it's a really... It's a good one. It's a, it's a solid dilly. These are truly dilly in the wilds today. I cannot wait to share them with you. All right. Uh, yeah, dude, welcome back to the Dilly Show. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's, good. it's a good day. It's a really good day. We're making tremendous progress on all fronts. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous uh, progress on all fronts. And uh, what I mean by that, we are like this close to putting away this primary, and I can feel it. Um, and it's not just about the polling and it's not about the fact that Rod DeSantis is running out of money. His donors are dunking on him from the free throw line like Michael Jordan. And it's not about the fact that the, you know, the voters hate him, especially after that video went mega viral of him essentially agreeing with the Department of Justice on their treatment of Trump. It's not just all of those things. It's the energy isn't there. Those people are broken. He got a bunch of low energy degenerates to represent him. And the only thing that was really propping that campaign up from the get-go were a bunch of greedy influencers who were essentially greased and told, go ahead and sell this piece of fucking shit to the public at a higher level. And, and then they implemented the meatball campaign, and it's been horrific. Now, one guy in particular is cracking. He's coming apart at the seams. And when I saw this clip, at first I thought, that can't be real, right? Like, you see certain things and you go, there's no way that that is an actual clip of an actual human. Uh, I thought it was an AI. It's not. Uh, Raheem Kassan from National Pulse, who's a friend of the show and a great guy and super, super MAGA, um, posted this on his so uh, social medias. Now, I'm assuming that Raheem had some fun with a little bit of the production side on it, maybe a little trolling going on here. But the video is real. And... Uh, if you wondered why DeSantis has completely obliterated his name on national uh, politics, you can look at people like Bill Mitchell and it'll explain why. He says, I'm a homosexual drag queen. I stream my feed, I might stream it a couple more times, maybe once a week, to remind everybody that I was a homosexual and a drag queen. Saying that I'm a homosexual and a drag queen in my feed? You know, I've got, I've got women and, and, and Christians in my feed, evangelicals in my feed. They don't want to be reading that kind of stuff. And his constant attacks on me, the bigoted attacks, calling me a homosexual. Now let's go about down, am I a homosexual drag queen? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like the worst drag queen ever. That's what I am. What I am. 
I'm not a homosexual drag queen. I'm not gay at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, Brandon Strzok, he's a great conservative. He's gay. You've got no issues with that whatsoever. That's your sexual preference? Not mine. But he's saying this on my feed. He actually called me a homosexual. He says, you're a homosexual grifter. It's like, dude, you are so offensive. He is so offensive. So, not gay, not drag queen. Point by point, I'm a homosexual drag queen. I'm a homosexual and a drag queen, but I was a homosexual and a drag queen. Am I a homosexual drag queen? I don't think so. Gay. What are we talking about? Oh, son of a bitch. I'm gay. Get a life. Come on, man. I'm gay. Come on, man. I got hairy legs. I'm gay. Come on, man. And I've loved kids jumping on my life. I'm gay. Come on, man. And I tell you what. I'm gay. Trust me, I don't love dick. <laughs> it's so offensive telling people I'm a homosexual drag queen. I got women and children in my, my comments. I got women and children that follow my show. You're, you're just so offensive. You're going to call me a homosexual drag queen? Huh? You're going to say that to me? <laughs> yeah, buddy. I, 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 I don't know what to say to this. This is amazing. This is amazing, dude. And then the fucking, I just, I can't. I mean, really? Dude. <laughs> oh, that is one of the most staunch DeSantis promoters and defenders. Dude. Can't say that to me. You're going to call me a, a homosexual drag queen? They write it to me on Twitter. It's like, what's so weird is watching Bill Mitchell, who is like, had a Twitter account for a really long time and knows how Twitter is. It's watching him virtue signal about Twitter. You know what's sad? You know what's sad? He got old. You know, it's like when you're like, you know, when you're kind of like an older person, but you're not old yet. You're like, I'm older, but I'm not old. Right. And then all of a sudden the world starts flying past you and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And what that is, is you're like, oh shit, I got old. Right. All of a sudden the music got too loud. The car got too fast. And you were like, when did that happen? You understand? Like he doesn't know it. All of a sudden he went from being like, I love the fast cars. Play the loud music. Till he's like, ah, and you're like, dude, what? They've been calling you a homosexual transgender on Twitter, dude, for as long as I've seen your account. At least 2015 or 2014. Like almost a decade of being called a homosexual tranny on Twitter. And now Bill Mitchell's like, wait a minute. I think those people were talking to me. You can't call me that. I feel bad. Look, Bill, it's time to slow down. It's okay. Trade in the Beamer. Get yourself an older Cadillac. Something with a nice transmission. You can't feel shift with a nice ride. Maybe something with a North Star system. Maybe an older one. Get a good fucking uh, good deal on that. 
Change the station. Maybe it's no longer classic rock. Maybe it's golden oldies now. You know? Switch it up a little bit. It's fine. It's going to be okay. And maybe, maybe it's time to migrate all of your fans from Twitter. And maybe it's time to head on over to a place a little more suitable for a man of your speed. Something maybe like Facebook. You could try maybe like a nice Facebook. You could head on over there. Hmm? Nobody on Facebook is going to call you a homosexual drag queen. I assure you. They are going to love you over there. You just head on over to the Facebook. You get on the Facebook, Bill. That's what you're going to do. It's going to be fine. Ah, 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 when the whole goddamn world gets so damn busy. It's so busy. Why is everyone moving so quick? <laughs> I don't have to tell you, Chifo. The world's been the same speed. You got old, man. I'd say you're done. You're done. Oh, brutal. Absolutely fucking brutal. Uh, so, yes, Team Meatball struggling. And you are on the verge of a knockout punch. These guys and gals, I guess we'll call them that, are having total meltdowns almost daily. They, are, they have become essentially a campaign of virtue signaling. Every single day, it's not about what their candidate is going to do because of his policies. It's about how much we hurt their feelings and got sand all up inside their pussies. And I don't know what to tell you. You came to the beach, dude. It's going to happen. Get a fucking hose, rinse off. You'll be fine. But here we are, and they complain every single day about the same shit over and over again. The virtue signaling is at peak levels, and not only that, they realize the gravy train is coming to an end. This is the reality. They know that their candidate is burning through uh, actual donor money faster than they can collect it, and because of that, they're looking at what they thought was going to be a one- to two-year payday, and they might be out of cash before fall. And that... That's what eventually leads to somebody like Bill Mitchell going on a rant on his cute little broadcast about I'm not a homosexual transgender, which. <laughs> Thank you. She fixed my pump, she said. Hey, just got old, bud. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. You know, it fucking happens. It happens to the best of us. You know, you can't stay young forever unless you're Donald Trump. Then you can. Let me keep drinking my new crack drink. Mm. Ah, nice little pick-me-up, little little shot in the arm. Hmm. Okay, I got a bunch of weird stories today. I want to lead with some different stuff. Now, we're going to cover the Trump stuff because I got clips from last night, courtesy of Lauren Eve. She grabbed them for me. Uh, and we're going to play a lot of those interviews. I'm not ready to dunk on uh, Sean Hannity yet, and I'm not ready to to play political videos yet, which you guys can appreciate, I'm sure. So instead, I would like to talk about a few different stories that I think matter, okay? One of which is this one. This is fun. So we made fun of the Fox News rollout of their new primetime shows. This was the night before um, Trump was on. And then this came out yesterday. Oopsie. Sources at Fox are telling me that last night's much-hyped primetime reboot was a ratings disaster. Executives are panicked. Hannity lost to Maddow, and the 8 o'clock show only pulled in 149,000 from the key demographic. Tucker routinely got at least 400. More to come. Oh, Rupert Murdoch. 
we are going to bury your garbage ass fucking lineup. MAGA is the majority. Americans are bored with what you're serving up. That slop no longer passes as news, and it sure as fuck doesn't pass as entertainment. All of your quaint, lame, fucking cookie-cutter broadcasts are dying on the vine. This is going to absolutely bury their funding from sponsors. Did you guys see how many people were laid off from ESPN? These, all of these old media are dying on the vine. They don't know. They actually don't know how to stop the bleeding. They are so accustomed. These people live their entire lives manipulating you. And you never figured it out. And for years, they all got richer and richer and more powerful and became totally content with what they were doing because they believed they knew exactly what you would watch and what you wouldn't watch. And then Donald J. Trump comes down an escalator and begins destroying their entire media empire. And now you have this. And now you have this. You have a brand that is dying. It's doing a death rattle right in front of us. And I wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was pretty awesome. And I thought it was, uh, it was funny. So there you go. Well done, everybody. Now, before we get too heavy into the news stuff, like I said, that was a little newsy, but not too heavy newsy. I thought we'd do a little lifestyle discussions, right? Because it's that time of year, and there's stories that are outside of our normal, probably topic sphere. By the way, I haven't deleted the Bill Mitchell clip because I'm probably going to play that again because it's funny as hell. So instead, we're going to intervene into this Dilly show for a, uh, a very brief um, piece of advice. Now, the Dilly show is known for giving solid, grounded life coaching advice in an array of different places, whether it's business, real estate, lifestyle, romance, friendship, sobriety, getting clean and sober, finding your purpose, discussing faith, how to manifest miracles, getting healthy and fit, cars, hobbies, hunting, guns, but also sports. And so we're going to stop on sports for a moment. And this isn't necessarily a sports take. I'm going to give advice to people I don't know because you're trapped in a situation with your agent that's going to cost you millions of dollars and probably prematurely end your career. And you're about to make this choice, this mistake rather, and you, none of you can see clearly because you're in this situation. So... I am going to put out a piece of advice that you guys are welcome to pass along through whatever means, because I know everybody is always just like one click away from being connected to The Dilly Show. This is going to be advice for our good friend, Saquon Barkley of the Giants. That is the New York football Giants. Saquon Barkley. Now listen, son. You're a hell of an athlete. You're coming off of arguably one of your best seasons after suffering two injury plague down seasons. You're a running back with some miles on those tires. You're, re you're finally, finally 
rebuilding your career and your branding and marketing. I understand the New York football giants are lowballing you. I know they are. I know they're lowballing the shit out of you. And your agent and you have decided that you deserve more. Now, maybe you're trying to force your way out of New York, which would be smart. Or maybe you actually think you can get paid a much larger contract. And I don't know what your objective is. I'm not going to pretend. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you sit out the season, you will regret it the rest of your career. There are other positions that can pull this crap. Running back is not one of them. Every running back I have ever seen sit out for a contract dispute has always went into the shitter and never come back. So this advice goes for Saquon. It goes for Josh Jacobs. You will never recover from this. Ever. Ever, Saquon. If you want to make more money this year, force a trade to a state with no state income tax like Texas or Florida, and then you can make some money. But I'm telling you right now, running backs who hold out fade off into the dustbin of irrelevancy, never to be heard from again. If you don't believe me, call Le'Veon Bell. Call Le'Veon Bell and ask him how that worked out. I can start naming off running backs that held out, some for part of the season, some for all season. None of them ever mattered ever again. Do not sit out. Play your ass off. Play in a state with no state income tax and give yourself an extra 15% bump in income. Start working on tons of fucking marketing deals while you're healthy and showing off that you're healthy. You've got maybe, maybe two and a half years left on those wheels. You've got two and a half years left, maybe three total of like where you're fading out by year three. They're not going to give you a giant contract nor should they. Running backs are highly disposable in today's NFL. But if you stay healthy, you stay focused, keep your nose down, and you grind, the big money for running backs is playing on competitive teams, winning Super Bowls, and then essentially bagging a bunch of uh, promotional stuff and or media gigs post-retirement. But this isn't the 90s, and you aren't getting paid the way you think you're going to get paid. Do not sit out the season, bud. Okay? And there you go. That's my advice. I like Saquon Barkley. I think he's a good kid. I think he plays his ass off. I think he's overcome some injuries after being drafted way too fucking high. These guys all make the same mistake. I'm sitting out. Like, oh, are you? You have no leverage. Well, yeah, I do. I'm a playmaker. Are you? Yeesh. You're interchangeable, bud. Hate to tell you that. You're interchangeable. You're not a specialist anymore. Running running backs are not specialists anymore. It's coming from a guy who played a little bit of running back. Like, you're not a specialist. Don't matter. The NFL don't play that way anymore. The rules aren't even geared towards you anymore. They don't even protect you, which is why you guys are always hurt. All right. Other lifestyle discussion outside of sports. This one's going to be mostly relevant to some of you that might be single. 
ex-Google executive says AI-powered sex robots will seem alive and eliminate the need for another being. Um, what? I mean, what? Why, why are nerds like this? Like, why are nerds like this? Like, look, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You want to get a sex robot so that you don't have to have a bunch of reckless, dangerous one-night stands? I'm not going to judge you, all right? I'm not going to judge you if, yes, I am. I'm going to judge you, okay? But my point is, I get it. You're fine. Yo, oh, whatever. I got a sex robot. Okay, all right. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Maybe you can get it to do other stuff. I don't know. But here's what I'm going to say to you. The fact that this fucking nerd thinks it eliminates the need for another being tells me everything I need to know. Like, why are they like this? Bro, it is not all about just getting laid. Like, it's so weird. You can always tell the dudes that have never actually got to fulfill their fantasies or sow their wild oats because they always do shit like this well into their 50s. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, when did you, when, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so weird. It's fucking weird. You can always sniff out forever load nerds because they always are doing shit like this. Like, they're like, oh my God. And if you have a sex robot that seems alive, you don't have to have other people around you. Okay, buddy. Okay, grandma's boy. I mean, what an absolute dork. And yes, this particular fucking sex robot is creepy as hell. Like, dude, how do you have makeup sex with a sex robot, huh? Like, this fucking nerd doesn't even know about the best kind of sex. Dude can't even have a fight with his stupid robot. You gonna argue with your robot? You gonna program her to be bitchy and mouthy when she shouldn't? Tell you to fucking fold your own laundry or something? Then you're gonna say some smart-ass shit back to her? Threaten to unplug her? She's gonna tell you, fuck you, I'll electrocute you the next time you put your dick in me? Hmm? Is that what you're gonna do? You think that's gonna build up the passion? Then you're gonna have passionate makeup sex with your fucking robot? I don't think so. That ain't gonna happen, buddy. Nope, your sex robot is incapable of that because you've decided to make it completely subservient. And it takes away all the passion and the buildup. Lame. Sounds pretty lame. Dude, what a fucking dork, huh? What a, what a dork. And now you're not, dude, by this fucking, by this idiot's uh, own, like, logic, wouldn't women have no reason to have men if, if all they've got are, like, dildos? They're like, oh, yeah, I already got one of those. And you're like, but I'm a man, and I have all this other stuff that's attached to me. You're like, I don't need that. I already have that one part that goes below your waist. You're like, but what about all the other stuff I do? They're like, I don't need that no more. It's like, dude, that's not how life works. That's not how any of this works, nerd. I just can't. I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. This is like. Fucking nerds, man. We got to take this country back for these people. They're ruining everything. You're in my domain. Got the whole crowd screaming out.
It's a hurricane. It's over. Before you know it, while you're shaking, we're a dynasty in the making. We're the royalty. Now we're breaking down the enemy. Can't outrun a champion. Now you're facing one. Can you hear them? Yeah, it's all for us. You believe them? Yeah, it's serious. Hear the siren. We're victorious. I'm telling you. Lauren, Eve, and Brandy with the B. We love Brandy. Her and Lauren teaming up for a uh, super dank meme. Going very well, I would say. Our uh, AAA player is uh, starting to hit some uh, consistent fucking homers. We might be looking to bring her up to the big leagues here soon. So, well done, Brandy. Well done, Lauren, Eve. You've been, uh, do, you girls are doing a great job. Shout out to the memers who have uh, been taking Brandy under their wing and working with her. You guys are all doing great. Appreciate you guys. Solid, solid, dank meme. And uh, that's the way we're going to introduce President Trump, uh, some of his true social posts, and then we're going to get into that interview last night with Sean Hannity. It was sort of an interview slash town hall. These lunatics and thugs are destroying our vote, our border, our democracy, and our country. Election interference at a level never seen before. Make America great again. President Trump is dead on. This is getting very, very dicey out there right now, especially for him. What they are doing is unfucking believable These vicious communists, Marxists, fascists, and radical left Democrats have attacked my lawyers at a level never seen before, and yet I keep on winning. Any attorney that represents me is either a fool or a great American patriot that history will love and cherish. He's absolutely right. They are absolutely going after any and all all people who stand with Donald J. Trump. You've never seen anything like this. You'll never see anything like this again. And uh, it's a very, very sad day for our country as they go through this. But President Donnie J. Trump remains hopeful. He remains optimistic and uh, also defiant, which we all appreciate. This was him last night, Donnie J. Trump. It's happening to our country whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon. 
And it seems that every time my polls, you know, we're leading by a lot. And we're leading by a lot in a place called Iowa. A lot. And, and not only with the Republicans, but we're leading against Biden by a tremendous amount. They haven't seen anything like it. And they feel, I guess, they want to try and demean and diminish and, and uh, frighten people. But they don't frighten us because uh, we're going to make America great again. That's all there is. We're going to make our, our country. Our country, Sean, is a mess. You know it better than anybody. I mean, frankly, your reporting is incredible. I, I'll be honest. I have never been more fearful of the state of this country than I am right now. Yeah. Fearful about the economy, foreign policy, our future, our kids, our grandkids. I've never been this way. Well, you look at Biden with these leaders, and they're at the top of their game, and they're looking at each other like they don't even believe what's happening. Our country is no longer respected. Think of it. Three years ago, energy independent, powerful military that was totally rebuilt. The president announced three days ago, which he should never have said, probably classified information, that we have no ammunition. Now, what do you think China says when they hear we have no ammunition? Uh, no, it's a very, very sad thing. If you look at the worst border in history, we had the best border in history. We had, three years ago, the best border we've ever had. We built hundreds of miles of wall. We got Mexico free of charge, you know, they say about Mexico. Mexico gave us billions of dollars worth of soldiers for years, 28,000 soldiers guarding our border. We had the best numbers we've ever had. Today we have, I think, the worst numbers in the world, because I don't think there's any country in the world that would stand for what's happening to us with millions of people flowing in from, by the way, mental institutions, insane asylums. They don't like me using those names, insane asylums. Donnie J. Trump laying it all out. Now, a lot of people, I understand. Um, I obviously, I do not like Sean Hannity. I do not trust Sean Hannity. And MAGA continues to want to play checkers and not chess when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, he still has access to viewership. Like, Donald Trump can't have viral moments without doing media appearances. Even if Sean Hannity has dwindling numbers, you have to be able to create those moments. You have to be able to have that high-value production that Hannity does have on his show. Now, I will say, the sound was fucked up for probably 80 or 90% of this entire thing, which was really weird. Um, I, I couldn't believe that Fox went forward with the broadcast with the audio that bad. Both of them, and it wasn't just President Trump's audio, it was Hannity's as well, which was weird because, you know, this is a... It's a major corporation with major, you know, audio engineers and producers. And the fact that it was that fucking bad, I thought was really strange. Um, very, very telling. Also, you're packing a room full of people. I think this, look, you, he does what he has to do. He goes where he needs to go to get the votes that he needs to get from people who are not aware of alt media uh, and probably some of these other places you can go. So, just my opinion. I think a lot of people are like, you know, overly critical of Trump. But, I mean, what can he do? He goes on the shows that invite him and that he feels are going to be able to advance his message for America. And that one of those audiences is still the dorks over at Fox uh, News. So, there you go. When you look at what they're doing with, you could call it fascist, you could call it Marxist, you could call it communist, 
What they're doing, like with the Department of Justice, they've totally weaponized it. It's weaponized like we've never had this before. It's not only me. Catholics, you see what's happening? Uh, parents at school boards, they're being harassed by the Justice Department, by the FBI. Nobody's ever seen what's happening right now. And we have a guy, the head of this country, it's, it's probably not him, it's people around him. They have people that are vicious and smart and have horrible ideas for our country. So it's really the people, in my opinion, because I don't think this guy can put together two sentences. I watched him last night. He's almost... He's almost incapable of talking. And, you know, we have... I'm not, I'm not sure he knows today's Tuesday, sir. Well, we have a... We have a problem. We have the potential of a war beyond the war with Russia and Ukraine, and that would have never happened before. By the way, if I were president, that would have never happened. If I were president, Ukraine and Russia. I want to get to that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you sure? What makes you think that Joe Biden isn't capable, sir, of stringing together two sentences. Why, President Trump, would you say something so inflammatory against Joe? What evidence do you have, sir? Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> um, okay, that was weird. All right, maybe that's an out-of-context clip. That was a couple of days ago. That's Maybe that's out-of-context. Let's try one with a little bit longer of a clip, a little more context, and let's see. Maybe that's this will be, I think, a little more fair. We want to be fair because I'm all about being fair, totally. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Mr. President, I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. Wow! 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 You. <laughs> Go, but the guy, you know, the guy, what the guy name? You the guy, I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about him. Uh, you know, the guy, uh, the guy, the one that went before me. Remember him? The guy, the one with the white, way before me, got, he got really nice hair and a wife. Uh, but that guy, we can't, he can't. Uh. Bro, what? Dude, uh, look, one more time. Let's just be fair. Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they, uh, and, uh, and, uh, okay, that was, that was fucking Tuesday. Dude, how about this guy? But can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Okay. Women are under Sorry. attack. Mr. President, I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. Dude, what? 
Dude, what? I, what? He's done. He's done. He's done. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But this guy is gone. He is fucking gone. There ain't nobody home. There ain't nobody home. This dude doesn't have opinions anymore. This guy doesn't have policy stances anymore. This dude is done. Fucking done. Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Let's go ahead and juxtapose that. That they haven't even gotten to the bottom of the laptop. They don't want to put the pictures in. They don't want to. They have pictures in there that anybody else, they go away for 10 years. What happened to Hunter is he got a traffic ticket. Other people are being sentenced to many years in jail for doing much less. He got a traffic ticket. The only good thing is the people know it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Now, uh, Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer, these guys are doing a great job, but. The problem is you find out the crime, but nothing happens with it. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Mr. President. I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago becomes president again. People that came into our country illegally. And we're losing our country, and we're losing the spirit of our country. But I will tell you, make America great again, and MAGA, and America first, and all of these things that we talk about, there's never been more spirit. Look at this crowd. There's never been more spirit than we have right now. 2024. Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level. And they, uh, and, uh, they uh, and, uh, Dude. He's done. This guy is done, done. He's a bag of bones. He's a name. He, all this guy is right now is a name. He's just the name Biden. He's not the politician. He's not the salesman. He's not the Democrat. He's not the big guy. He's just a name. He's a body by the name of Biden. He's cooked completely. That is, he is so fucking far gone. I low-key expect that this is how he'll go out. Because I think God has a sense of humor. And I think a lot of these people are given an opportunity to fade off into the sunset under mysterious circumstances where they can write the narrative. And I'm telling you right now, God is not rewarding Joe Biden with a 
off into the sunset departure. I'm betting it's going to be a very public giving a test you know, statement. It'll be Joe Biden sitting. Hey, you. They're not. He's not going off into the sunset with any kind of like dignity. They they've used this one up too much. These are like the final days. Remember, they were able to whisk away RBG, so you didn't get to see the end. They whisked away. John McCain, so you didn't get to see the end. They don't have that same opportunity with Biden. They need him too much. I personally, for one, just hope he shits his diaper. I hope it's loud. I hope it's fucking public. I hope it is... That's it. I don't want it dignified. I want it horribly, horribly embarrassing. I want it mid-sentence. I want it messy. I want it public. Preferably a huge event. Something where everybody's tuned in. Maybe in another country where they won't cover it up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in another country. <laughs> I want it to be like that dude, that African leader that pissed his pants at that ceremony. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be like that one where dude's just standing there and the fucking whiz just starts running down his shoe. And his pants get all wet and it just starts running down the sidewalk as his security... Watch watches helplessly. That's it. Whatever it is, I need it to be funny. I don't care if he's on a bike and that's the end. That'd be the that'd be probably my favorite. A good fucking bike. He'll be a for Walgert. Up. Right to the end. Right into the fucking end. I'm good. I don't even, I want that to be the last thing that anybody ever sees of this guy. Is the most fucking awkward, embarrassing, horrific final moment. And I want 27 different fucking angles from people with cell phones. Oh yeah. I want something we can meme in perpetuity. I, I will make it the new opener of this show. I want something that is so memeable and so goddamn funny that we use it forever on the show. I'll build it into the opener.
He's not going to make it out the, the way others have. He's not going to make it out. This one's going out on the fucking ice. You know what I'm saying? This one's going out on the ice. I'm going to stand by. Oh, oh, that's me. 100%. It, there won't be any, any sort of respect shown at the time of that. Not even a little bit. No hero send off. Nope. Not at all. God, President Trump yesterday, though, was so... He... It don't matter where he goes, man. Doesn't matter how long he's there. Everybody has the same reaction to him. I love that he does stuff like this. I love that he's like, hey, let's go say hi to the audience before they go in. He just pops out. Those people were stunned. Stunned. When you get to be a part of one of these moments, it is like that, though. You're just like, holy shit, it's Trump. We were, we were trying not to piss ourselves getting ready to meet him. One by one, it was slowly our turn. Mr. President, these are the Dillies of the Dilly Show, Brendan and Rihanna Dilly. It's great to meet you. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> Beautiful life. It is, dude. Your heart starts beating right out of your chest. Your heart starts beating right out of your chest, and you're just like, dude, there's Don. There's the Don. <laughs> and then he's the coolest person ever. And you meet him, and he's the coolest guy ever. But it is. You're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. There he is. It's my turn. Oh, my God. There he is. He looks great. He looks great. And then he, he does this thing where he, if you're fortunate and you approach him, he goes like this. He goes, he's got his arms out. He's like very like, it's great to meet you. I love what you do. I love what you do. Beautiful wife. Beautiful wife. Shakes my hand. <laughs> I'm like, uh -huh. I, I did good, right, sir? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It is, though. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm meeting Trump. I'm talking to Trump. Trump's shaking my hand. Trump's complimenting my wife. Trump complimented my show. He loves what I do. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're just kind of like, holy. Like, whoa. <laughs> this is cool. Uh... Isn't that great? Yeah. So there you go. President Trump. Everybody has the same reaction, though. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's the boss man, dude. Now... got to talk about this. This is, I'm going to be an asshole now. All right. I'm going to be a little bit of an asshole because what are you supposed to fucking do here? Okay. This is just the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. And what I'm referring to is fucking meatball Rod DeSantis, dude. The meatball went on CNN at the 4 o'clock time slot, which nobody watches. And it didn't go so well, okay? DeSantis goes on CNN to dot, 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 defend Trump. 
what could be what could have been a pivotal moment and a much-needed campaign recalibration devolved into DeSantis once again defending the man, walloping him in the polls. <laughs> to say to you that this was awkward is an understatement. He went on with Jake Tapper. Tapper served him up softball questions with no follow-ups. DeSantis gave canned fucking gay-ass answers that nobody gave a shit about. And it was truly bizarre. Number 32, second baseman, Marla Hooch. Hooch. Still bringing the heat. Well done, Brandy. Um, yeah, dude, this this was awkward. <laughs> that one's funny. That one's funny as fuck. That's that's solid comedy, Brandy. Well done. You should be proud of that one. That is a, a simple yet very very funny meme. But DeSantis, dude, he is in a failure feedback loop entirely. Even the media is talking about it now. He can't do anything he's in quicksand he is digging his own grave and he hasn't stopped to you know essentially put down the shovel he's still using the shovel and he hasn't stopped and it's so awkward and it is so bad that even liberals can't help but dunk on him every time he wakes up he does something stupid and says something stupid and he's highly scrutinized the american public has rejected you now pal you're done I warned you seven fucking months ago about this. I warned you five months ago about the failure feedback loop, that you were caught in one, that you would never be able to escape, that the only people that escape a failure feedback loop are people that come back to center with hum uh, who are humble and who have humility and recognize the error in their ways and who are contrite, and you're not capable. You are in a permanent failure feedback loop, and I warned you. This is like all everything about the DeSantis campaign is one gigantic Nostradilly. It's one gigantic Nostradilly, and we all know it. We've all witnessed it. I don't want to have to sit here and toot my own horn, but holy shit, dude. Nobody got this more accurate than I did at a time when he was polling within five points of Trump and in some polls even ahead. And I told you he's done. And everyone went, what? I, he's fucking done. He is done. He's got the wrong strategy. He's got the wrong team around him. He's got the wrong messaging. He's going about this completely the in, incorrect way. There's only one fucking way to come for the king, and it ain't this way, and he's ruined his chances now. Now he's done. And everybody, as God is my witness and as Dilly300 as my witness, heard me saying this since the day that this cunt started teasing a 2024 run. I told all of you exactly what the problem was, and I told you exactly how this would turn out. And now the mainstream media is completely catching up to all of it. It is 
they're like, man, this guy sucks. He's not brandable. He's not very authentic. He's not charismatic. He's kind of fucking weird. He's a little bit of an asshole. It was supposed to be DeSantis's moment. Instead, it was Trump, Trump, and more Trump. He doesn't know how to stop punching himself in his baby dick. That's the problem. He wakes up every morning, he pulls on his tidy whities and proceeds to punch himself square in his own little baby dick over and over and over. And then at the end of the day, he climbs into bed and goes to sleep and waits to start the process all over again. He's fucked. And they're never going to snap out of it. There's not enough money or brains in that campaign to save it from the fucking nosedive it is in. Every single day. And this is what makes it so goddamn funny. Is he, Because he can't stop it, we get to continue to do shit like this. Yeah, hit it! myself in my tiny weenus. Oh, that's nice. So it's a typical Wednesday then. Yes, it is. Thank you, Raheem. Ron's exiting donors are burning him on the way out. Oh, what are they saying? Well, they're saying no one believes he believes the vaccine stuff. It's politics. The donors are talking shit as they're leaving the building. They think he's a fucking idiot. They're openly discussing the fact that he's a fucking idiot. No one is even attempting to give him any kind of exit with grace. Over and over and over again, he gets paddled. Yesterday, he went mega viral, and uh, and it's you know, and honestly, for the right reasons, he came out and parroted the January sixth committee's messaging about Donald Trump. He parroted the mainstream media's messaging about Donald Trump. He parroted the Department of Justice's messaging about Donald Trump and January 6th. It was one of the most stupid fucking things I've ever seen. Our good friend Miguel Fornia grabbed the clip, tweeted it out, I then grabbed it, tweeted it out, and then it was off to the fucking races. I don't know how many millions saw that by the end of the day, but we were sitting somewhere around two or three million total views on that video clip around the internet, and that was just on Twitter. I don't know how broad that actually went, but I will tell you, it compelled people to go from I'm open to Rod DeSantis to I fucking hate that guy. I will never vote for him. It was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. So shocking that C3P meme had to dig up an additional video. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with. And, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rod DeKinzinger having a hell of a time. Permanent feedback 
loop of failure. He was on with CNN. It was every bit as bad as you thought. Now, the meme team's excited because there's another story that's floating around. There's two stories you need to be familiarized with, okay? We already knew about Pudding Gate. We already knew because I came to you and I reported on Chicken Gate, which I was right. Told you about the Chicken Sandwich Gate. But there are two stories. One that's floating and waiting to be discussed, which is the muffin is incident. No one wants to talk about the muffin incident. There's a there's something that go is gone down in Florida lore as the muffin incident involving Rod DeSantis. The muffin incident, I have a feeling, will be coming to light soon. But there's a second one that you must be ready for, and that is the burrito incident. Okay? Now I don't, I'm telling you right now, the muffin incident was from his days in school. But the burrito incident was much more recent and probably much more disgusting. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know who's publishing the burrito incident, but it's going to get published soon. I cannot discuss any other details about the burrito incident, but it did fucking happen. It is not, I was told, do not report on the burrito incident, which I am not. I will not go into any details. I'm only telling you that there's two things that exist out there in fucking fat fuck DeSantis lore. One is the burrito incident and one is the muffin incident. So we are not allowed to talk about the burrito incident. It is, it must be, <laughs> that will be a print article at some point and you will go, oh my God, Dilly warned us about the burrito. But now I'm telling you also, this other secondary story is making the headlines right now and it's known as the muffin incident. It's just as cringy. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, this dude is on a perpetual failure feedback loop. He is, uh, it's, Lauren Eve, can you recap the Jake Tapper interview for me, please? Thank you, honey. Okay, here we go. The proof is in the put our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. Why is he like this? Like, why is he like this? You know every campaign and every political pundit is paying attention to the fact that you're a fat ass. And then you go out there and you, you're you letting them tell you to use the proof is in the pudding and bread and butter over and over again. Remember when I told you the only way they could get him to pay attention during session when he was sitting down with the legislature was they had to put cookies on the middle of the table or he would actually start dozing off. I told you the story. It wasn't a lie. It's the God honest truth. And it was by accident. They discovered the fucking guy, the old, the, someone left cookies on the table and he was like, oh, cookies. He was like, hmm, hungry. And he grabbed a cookie and they wa the staffers watched and were like, wait a minute. Did you see that? And he fucking was, he never stopped eating. But the whole time he was eating, he was listening. So what they discovered, if you feed this fucking meatball, he'll pay attention during meetings. If you don't, fucking out. He's going to sleep. I told you this story. Everything with this guy is fucking food. He's hunky. 
Mmm, hunky. The proof is in the put our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. The proof is in the put. Our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. Of course, there's bread and butter. Our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. The proof is in the put. Our bread and butter. The proof is in the put. Of course, there's. Main team ever request. Can we put him on like one of those fat German kids that wants more food? I don't even I don't even have a specific German kid. I just want that angry fucking Dusseldorf fat fucking German kid that's like, ooh, I want the more food. Give me my last of my food. I want the chocolate. Can we do that? Can the meme team just start putting him on little tiny clips of fat ass German kids requesting, I want the more food. Oh, you take it from me. I need more. I need just DeSantis constantly fucking demanding. I don't even care. You could do it on all of them. You can do it on all of them. You could do the Willy Wonka kid. I don't give a shit which fat German kid you use. I'm just respectfully asking if you could put him on all of the fat German kids. No, it's mine. It's mine. No, stay away. It's mine. This is what we need, okay? <laughs> oh, thank you. It's all I want. It's all I want. I just I don't even want. I don't want lengthy, complicated, polished memes of this. I want crass, ridiculous. No, it's my food. Stop it. Yeah, that's all I want. God, what a meatball. Maybe California will finally stop, though, after all this. Maybe Mike, after seeing this clip, will leave Team Meatball alone. He says, I'm a homosexual drag queen. I'll stream my feed. I might stream it a couple more times, maybe once a week. To remind everybody that I was a homosexual and a drag queen. Saying that I'm a homosexual and a drag queen in my feed? You know, I've got, I've got women and, and, and Christians in my feed, evangelicals in my feed. They don't want to be reading that kind of stuff. And his constant attacks on me, the bigoted attacks, calling me a homosexual. Now let's go about down, am I a homosexual drag queen? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like the worst drag queen ever. That's what I am. What I am. I'm not a homosexual drag queen. I'm not gay at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, Brandon Strzok, he's a great conservative. He's gay. You've got no issues with that whatsoever. That's your sexual preference? Not mine. But he's saying this on my feed. He actually called me a homosexual. He says, you're a homosexual grifter. It's like, dude, you are so offensive. He is so offensive. So, not gay, not drag queen. Point by point, I'm a homosexual drag queen. I'm a homosexual and a drag queen, but I was a homosexual and a drag queen. Am I a homosexual drag queen? I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're a homosexual drag queen, bro. I'm like 99% sure he's absolutely a homosexual drag queen. I, there's not a doubt in my mind. I don't have any, I don't have any doubt anymore. <laughs> Thankfully, California has decided to show these people mercy at this juncture. 
Oh boy. To restoring sanity, a rational, logical discussion, genuine debate that is merit-based and policy-based, not just all of this mudslinging. And I'm seeing a lot of that, uh, but then it doesn't seem like anybody on any side, and, and particularly, I think, the Trump campaign with how much they're attacking Ron DeSantis and um, his team and even supporters. I mean, even somebody like me who, you know, I've posted things that I agree with, with Governor DeSantis, and yet now, you know, everybody thinks that I work for him, which I don't, you know, which is a total lie and ridiculous. anyone in this race. I don't plan to um, because I'm independent media now. I, I am simply speaking truth. We like to troll. We do a little trolling. It's called we do a little troll. Please clap. Now hear me out. We need to complete the circle. Listen, now hear me out. I know this particular clip in this moment is for Jebba Ellis and Bill Mitchell. Now hear me out. You're both desperately in need of one another. Now I know you might not be attracted to each other. And you probably don't like one another. But you need to hear me out. He fucking needs a beard like yesterday, and I don't mean one on his face, okay? Jebba checks the box. You trot out your wife, Jebba. Nobody starts at, nobody, everybody stops asking questions about whether you're a homosexual, transsexual, okay? No one will, will accuse you of being a homosexual tranny once you settle down with Jebba, okay? It'll also do two things. One, it'll get those questions put away. And two, it'll make you a sympathetic figure instantly. Okay? Now, hear me out. Now, you're probably thinking, why would Jebba Ellis do this? Because she's a thrice loser of marriage. And she's not even 40. Okay? Three times divorced, not 40 years old. She needs to prove that she's still fuckable. Because at this point, no one believes it. No one in America... No heterosexual male in America right now will consider her for a serious relationship because they don't believe it's possible to get through a fucking weekend with that voice. So you guys need each other. He needs people to believe that he doesn't take it up the ass while dressed as a tranny, and you need people to believe that you are still somewhat desired by someone somewhere. This is perfect. This is the relationship that's meant to happen. Maybe, oh my God, I'm just saying, listen to me, Jebba, Bill, listen to me. I'm not saying it's true love. I'm saying it could be fate. Maybe the reason Rod DeSantis destroyed his entire political career. Maybe the reason Casey DeSantis completely helped drown her husband's campaign like a brand new child she didn't know how to take care of. Maybe the reason all of this has happened is you and Bill were meant to meet. Maybe it's a love story and we didn't even know it. We don't know. God moves in mysterious ways. We don't know what his plan is. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't for you to have 
been happily ever aftered with anyone. But maybe, maybe through this somehow unlikely union, you both could find your way back to being somewhat credible to someone somewhere through a really weird and creepy relationship. Give it a chance. Give love a chance, kind of. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I just think there's a chance, all right? I'm just, no, it's destiny. It's fate. You're in a John Cusack movie with a fat chick, Mitchell. That's what I'm saying. You're in a Cusack movie with a fat chick, okay? <laughs> it's going to work. It's like, no, not a, not a homosexual transgender. How can I be that if I'm dating her? She's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Isn't that great? You go, I can't be gay, transgender. I'm married to her. And she's just like, Mah. and you're just like, see, told you. Did you hear her? <laughs> Can I, it, it works. Celebrities do this all the time, you two. And so what? You're not celebrities. So what? You're like not even D-level celebrities. Who cares? Fuck, it doesn't matter. You're celebrities in your own lives. You clearly think you're celebrities. So just do it, man. It'll be great. It'll be so funny. Do it for the lulz. Can we do, can we do some kind of like Big Brother DeSantis campaign? Can you imagine after this is all over? God damn, I would spend so much money to watch that. I'm not even fucking joking. All jokes aside, jokes are out the window right now. If you told me there was a big brother, they all had to be living in the same house, and it was John Cardildo, Bill Mitchell, Jebba fucking Ellis, and the rest of the team, oh, I'm, I'm watching that. I am binge watching that shit. I'm like literally like we all, we will form a fucking watch party every week for fucking big brother team meatball. That is like, you want a million dollar idea, Fox News? There it is. I assure you, it will be so incredible. Oh my God, Dave Raboy, can you imagine? We shoved DeSantis and his wife in there. Raboy is like lecherously trying to come on to her every time she's in the shower. He's like, anybody in here? And she's like, yes. And he opens the door like every time. Oh, Christina Bashaw, the characters. I want to watch it. I want to watch it right now. It'll be so good. Oh, the hijinks they will get into. And we all benefit from this. You were running a fucking campaign when you should have been running a reality show. You could be new the New Jersey Shore. This is 100% a winning idea for television. I'm telling you right now, there will never be a better reality series than Team Meatball Big Brother. It, it is, it's, it's like people don't know what people want to watch, but I do. I know what they want to watch. They want to watch this. It'll be incredible. Oh my God, and you know what we do? You know what we do? Right around the three week mark. Now listen to me. Right around the three week mark, here's what's gotta happen. I'm gonna give you the twist now, Dilly Show listeners, all right? At episode three, like first two weeks, it's off the charts. I'm telling you right now, millions and fucking millions, okay, of viewers. And you got a, a proper buildup. And then they're gonna say, then you gotta have a build, they're gonna be like, something happened in the big brother house that's going to change the, f the fucking direction of all humanity forever. 
what was it? And it'll be like, dun, dun, dun. And then it's going to pan and the door's just going to open. And you know who you introduce? You want this thing to go to the top of fucking media forever? Um, we're talking like this will beat the final episode of Dallas. You introduce a new character to the Big Brother house, the Big Brother meatball house. Hunter fucking Biden. Boom, kicks the door open, fucking crack pipe hanging out the mouth, wearing his little fucking tidy whities with that red scarf around his neck, doing the little hump dance. Swear to God, done. 30 million views. You'll beat the Super Bowl. Hunter Biden comes through that fucking door in week three. You're done. You're forever. You're buying shirts at that point of the show. I'm telling you right now, you will literally be like, Gilly, we need that new shirt, that team meatball big brother shirt. And everyone will order it. And Hunter shows up with a fucking button. And you know who's celebrating is Cardildo. Cardildo's like, yeah, I knew it was Hunter. I fucking knew it, right? He's going to lose his mind. He's going to be super excited. Oh, it'd be so good. Oh, it'd be such a good show. I could sell this show. I literally could get 30 million people to watch that show by week two. I could literally sell this all day long. It would be incredible. Hunter kicks open that door. You're done. You're done. You're done. By week six, people are trying to figure out who got Casey pregnant. Then fucking plot twist. Casey's fucking pregnant. Who did this? Who fucking did this? Who got Casey pregnant? And then the big reveal. At the same time, we find out Casey is fucking pregnant, but Rod isn't in the house. He's been gone. Who knocked her up? What's been going on? Boom, Jebba Ellis, also pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. Hunter Biden, father of both. Bing, bang, boom. And then, and then just when you think you're in the clear, you're finally in the clear. He knocked up two women on the set. Christina Peshaw, also pregnant. Bam, Hunter knocks them all up. This is how you end the fucking whole thing. I swear to God, biggest ratings ever. This is how you, you could probably save television with this show. I could save TV with this pitch. Easily. Hunter Biden knocks up all three of them. Fuck. They all would have more money than they know what to do with. They wouldn't even know what to do. They'd be like, oh my God. Cardildo would pickle his liver within weeks of being on this show because of how much money he would make. I'm telling you, it's the best. I just pitched you the biggest show of 2023-2024. Just do it. It'll be so good. It'll be so fucking funny. This needs to happen. You know what I mean? This needs to happen. I need Casey... To have a baby bump when Rod comes to visit her at the house. At the house, you know what I mean? He's like, he's like, I didn't leave that like that. She's like, I know. There's something we need to talk about. And what I want is like before she tells him that she's pregnant and I tells him about the baby, I just want that Hunter Biden cameo where he pops his head around the corner. And he's like, What's up, Rod? And he's like, Hey, Hunter. And then as the wheels are turning, Hunter Biden fucked my wife. Hunter Biden left it in my wife and got her pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, it's the way my brain works. I'm a walking meme. I am, I am like a walking content machine. This would be so good, though. It would be incredible. People would love it. Audiences would think it was hilarious. These are the most insufferable pricks in America right now. Stuff them in a fucking room together. Nobody wants to watch these other... See, watching people who are known failures isn't that interesting watching people who think they're successful but are see actual fucking failures is way funnier it's not funny like if you take like jose canseco and you shove him in one of these houses 
yeah, dude, he's like on drugs. He's been in jail. Like he's roided out. Like that's not really like he he's already fucked up. That's not funny. But you take a bunch of dipshit fucking asshole political operatives and shove them in one of these rooms and turn them into animals like they are. Oh, that's hysterical. That, that is what makes it funny is that they're like, I'm a winner and I'm getting Meatball DeSantis elected. And you're like, no, you're not. You're a fucking loser and you are on this show because everyone except for you knows it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so, it'd be so much funnier and, and such a good show. Anyway, I digress. That was just my idea. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help people. Like, that's really what I do on this show. Speaking of, and Beard Vet, I know you guys are still watching because you love this show, which is why you sponsor it. Um, I'm going to need some feedback on this because I, I'm a little concerned. Is coffee racist? How drinking coffee perpetuates white supremacy. Now, listen, I know it sounds crazy, but okay, hear me out. What color did they deliberately make the creamer? Boom, racist, told you, done, done, told you, proved it. I don't know what to tell you. White people drinking black coffee, racist, boom. White people trying to lighten up and white their coffee with creamer, boom, super racist. I know you thought I was gonna go a different direction on this and push back against this ridiculous you know, assertion, but it's, what can I say? Yes, coffee is black before you whiteies get a hold of it and you add all of your creamer to it and white it all up. Hmm? Extremely racist. If you were really a person who understands cultural appropriations and whatnots, you would take your black coffee and only add black creamer, which is obviously creamer that has soured and gone bad and started to mold. Okay? So, created by black people for black people and now a pillar of white supremacist capitalism. Mm, God, there's nothing, really there isn't anything quite like a cup full of white supremacist capitalism known also as coffee. Like when you're just sipping down that super, super mega fucking racist cup of Joe, you know, and it's, it's hot on a cold morning. You know, and you sit down and you're like, mm, God, feel the supremacy flowing through your gizzard. Huh? Yeah, it's going down the throat. And you're like, God, just, God, give me life. It's giving me life. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. This is how it works. So, <laughs> it's a... It's fucking racist as shit. You guys probably wake up and try to think of a way to hold the black man down, huh? Every single time? I just wake up. This is all you want? A little coffee to... What is this? What the hell did you guys send me? We're going to find out together, folks. I apparently have been given something that I am not sure of. Let's see it. Let's see what it is. You never know. Could be good. Could be bad. Could blow up in our faces, everybody. Could absolutely blow up in our faces. I don't know what this is. Anytime that I am fed 
content without a warning, we are rolling the dice. We don't know what we're walking into. Could be amazing. Could be horrific. Could be something we are completely mortified by. Could be just dicks. You know what I mean? I hope it's not dicks. That is not chocolate. Or coconut. Or walnut. Or peanut butter. <laughs> or nougat. Or butter butter. Or caramel. <laughs> You're looking good, Rod. Dude, you're looking great, buddy. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, we're good, Rod DeSantis clip. I told you. <laughs> I told you he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect as a fat little German kid. He is absolutely, this is peak perfect. We need this out there. Everyone in the world needs to know Rod DeSantis is misunderstood, okay? This is all you need to know. He's just... Rod DeSantis is, he is misunderstood. He's just in the wrong career, okay? That's all. He's in the wrong career. All of you have been there. You guys have worked at jobs that you thought were your calling and then you were miserable. He's just in the wrong career. He's meant to eat. He's meant to run gas stations or a pizza chicken wing place or a fucking being an eating, a food, a fucking eating competition guy, okay? He needs to be Joey Chestnut. That's a good one, Trout. I saw that one. He's just in the wrong, he's, he's miscast in his own life. This is Casey's dream. This was never my dream. This is your dream, you fucking bitch. All I ever wanted to was to own a Wawa. I wanted to open a Wawa. I told you what I meant. I said, I want to open a Wawa. And you said, no, I'm not marrying a gas station manager. You ruined my life. You ruined everything. I never wanted to be this. I just wanted to own a gas station. I told you I had a great idea. And I wanted to do food in the gas station before anybody else was. And now everyone's doing it. You ruined me. This is what happens. This is what happens. He got miscast in his own life because he wasn't a man. Got to be careful who you marry, dude. It might turn you into something you don't want to be. Wake up one day and you're the governor of Florida trying to take on a fucking the greatest president of all time. Like an asshole. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. That poor bastard. He doesn't have a prayer. You know who else didn't have a prayer? And eh, this has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Although I guess we were kind of just talking about Jebba Ellis, so maybe there is some some crossover here. I like to wind shows down with a good random story. The story about aminals. Because that's what this whole theme of this show has been today. A bison apparently gored an Arizona woman in the chest at Yellowstone. <laughs> what a dumb bitch. What are you doing getting near the bison? <laughs> you, you missed the fucking Buick-sized animal snorting? How does this happen? Get, stay in your fucking car, you idiot. What'd you do, get out for a closer look? Huh? You wanted to fucking get a closer look? Like, would you miss it? You weren't sure? That's a weird-looking cow. <laughs> what did you do? Like, why did, what are you doing? Hold on, hold on. I want to get a closer look. I'm going to get up. I want to take a picture. Honey, I don't know if that's a cow. Yeah, it's of course the cow. What else would it be? Shut up. Really? Gordon the chest? 
God, what I wouldn't do to be an animal sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a good bitch get off me. Like, bitch, get off me. Well, you don't touch me. I'm a fucking bison. Look at me. I'm majestic. Jesus Christ. Amazing. Just amazing. I'm okay with some of the stuff I'm okay with. I have a totally counter position than most. Oh, there's too many people in America. They're stupid and they're dangerous. No, there's not. This is perfect. If everybody was smart, nobody would get gored to the chest by the bison, and then I wouldn't get to laugh. I'm fine. Let Darwinism just run rampant through this place. It'll be over soon. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. It's funny. It works. The only tragedy is she didn't have her old family with her. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some of her kids or something. Like, oh, come on, kids. Go with mommy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. Whatever. Just stamp out the whole goddamn line. It's got to stop eventually. You understand me? Like, this is, this is what's supposed to happen. This is nature. This is the essence of fucking nature. This is peak nature. Maybe one of the kids survives. You know what I mean? Kid falls to the ground, crawls away, hides underneath his mom's lifeless fucking gourd bison body. As father rushes in to try to save him like an idiot, right? Tries to throw a haymaker at a bison, gets taken out. Boom, whole family dead. Whole family gone. Except for that one kid who's on the bottom. Slowly crawls out. As authorities come up. Oh my God, what a tragedy. Child crawls out from underneath him. You know what that kid's going to do? Do you know how much better his blood and fucking genetics just got? It's the essence of fucking... That, is, that right there is quite literally how we evolve. It's how it works right here. Kid crawls out, tells that story. Grows up to become Joe Dirt. Hmm? Nobody in that family, if he has children, will ever make such a stupid fucking choice. This is how it works. It's sad. She got good in the chest. <sighs> fucking dumb. God. Like, you have to try to get gored by a bison. Of all, how the fuck do humans end up getting fucked up by, like, nature so frequently? Like, how do you not see that one coming? Like, a snake will cut you slack. He sneaks up on you, bam, ankle. You're like, oh, shit, I'm fucked up. Like, it's a bison. That's like getting run over by a steamroller. It's like that fucking clip in Austin Powers. Like, how do you, it's like, ah, ah. It's like, dude, hey, there's a bison running at you. She's like, uh-huh. What should I do? It's a great shot. Hold on, I'm trying to get this picture. And honestly, because look, the options are she was dumb and young or she was old and dumb. Either way. Like she was going to get taken out anyway. It was like, you're done. She couldn't get out of the way fast enough. Huh, what's that, what's that mean? Is it the bison's fault? Oh, grandma probably shouldn't have been in front of a fucking bison. What are you going to do? Is that my only dumb story? Hold on. Oh, I'm not done. Apparently, you guys are getting served up some extra dilly show. Because I can't not talk about this story. Because what is happening in this country is upsetting me. Because I am a humble man. 
And I know I am not, I am not much to look at. But every day, weird stories are reported that I can't help but be like, am I hotter than I thought? And this is one of those stories. Hottest contestant ever on Jeopardy, Angie Nyquist reveals her X-rated fan requests. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Dilly, can we take a look at the hottest in the history of Jeopardy to ever be on the show? Can we please see what this absolute specimen looks like? Dude. Now, I'm going to be fair. She's not destroyed, okay? She's not like some blimp. She's got some things going for her, okay? Now, we're not going to be mean. I'll be fair. I'll be totally, I'll show you. I'm totally capable of being fair, okay? She's got nice, very beautiful hair. Honey, great hair. Great hair, okay? She's got nice high cheekbones, okay? You got nice high cheekbones, you have wonderful hair, it looks very healthy, and you're thin. Solid four, maybe a five, assuming that she has all of her digits, okay? Because I'll knock you for that. You lose a toe or a finger, you're automatically down a point. I don't give a shit who you are. You lose a digit, you're down a point, okay? Okay, you're down a point. Hogman, why are you being critical over here? This fucking make-a-wish husband over here talking shit still. Now, listen, you lose a toe or a fingy, you're down a digit, okay? You're down. You're, you go from a six to a five or a five to a four or a three to a two. But I'm being fair. Great hair, nice high cheekbones. She's got high-energy eyes, okay? That's a good, those are good eyes. That's a good, she's got some life in her. I'm being fair with you guys. I'm being serious. I'm not, but you guys thought I was just going to come on here and just destroy this young woman, and I'm not. I'm being totally fair. She's thin, she has nice hair, she has life in her eyes, okay? And in her culture, she probably is considered to be very beautiful. They probably send her nonstop milk truck, like, fucking come-ons, okay? Like, I understand some of you guys, I probably don't have the biggest, maybe, Indian audience, but people in her culture probably see her and think she's very, very beautiful, because in her culture... She probably is. So she probably gets all the milk truck things, okay? But we're in America, and when you start telling me that this is the hottest Jeopardy contestant ever, and I get very confused, okay? I am extremely confused. All right, I'm going to set her aside for a moment. Because she probably is a lovely, nice person, and she doesn't deserve anything that I'm going to say that could be cruel. I'm just going to say she's not the hottest contestant ever. Now, what might be skewing her appearance, though, you guys, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's not her fault. When you take any woman and put her next to fucking this, everybody starts to think she's a 9 or a 10. What? 
is going on here, okay? Now, this young woman is, it's not, this is not her fault. When you line her up next to this dopey fucking gargoyle, everybody is getting the wrong idea. This isn't her fault. This is not her fault. She didn't ask for this. They put her next to this fucking gargoyle and everybody was like, God, she's hot. It's like, dude, no, he is fucking busted. That's what's going on here. They put her next to this absolute fucking dork. And now they're like, the whole world is skewed. You can fix this really quick. Just put her next to other attractive Jeopardy contestants and let's see how this thing plays out. Maybe you fill a fucking one of those little kiddie pools full of like, you know, mustard or or a fucking pudding if you're DeSantis. You fill it with some kind of a condiment, all right? Maybe all the condiments. Maybe this is kind of part of the thing at when you come to rondiments. You come down there and there's a toddler pool full of rondiments and then we wrestle. Maybe you wrestle. Maybe that's what happens. I don't know. I just know she's not the hottest contestant they've ever had. <laughs> Why do I got to do this? Why do they put out headlines? Like I, the more I looked at that young woman, I'm like, I don't want to make fun of her. You know, she looked actually like she was probably a nice person. I was like, I don't want to make fun of you. You know, I felt bad. She like, even in her culture, like she didn't even have a mustache or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like she was, a, she's a cute girl for that kind of a, you know, that culture. And she was pretty and she had really nice shiny hair. I, I started feeling guilty. Yeah, like, I don't want to make fun of her. I was looking for something to be really... Yeah, I was like, I don't want to make fun of her. So you can, it's in the eyes. You can tell. It, it's in the eyes. There's some people I'll look in the eyes and go, I'm going to fucking destroy you. And then others, I'm like, ah, I can't do this. Isn't that weird? You can't do it. Sometimes I see. I see the eyes. It's all in the eyes. That's how I decide whether I'm pulling that trigger or not. You know what I'm saying? On the joke. It's like, I'm about to pull the trigger. And I'm like, wait a minute. You look at the eyes. The eyes will give it away. You're like, ah, that's not a bad soul. I got to be careful here. You know what I'm saying? I got to be careful. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm not going to pull it. Nope, not, not on that one. I can tell. I can always smell them out. He's going, nah, nah, not really. Nope, I got nothing. Nothing that's going to be appropriate or even some. It, it wouldn't have been funny. It wouldn't have been funny. That's, that, my, that's my discernment. I'll have to tell you guys. I can always tell. I'm like, nope, that's not it. Yeah. She's just a thin young person. God forbid. I don't want her. I don't want her seeing the clip if I if I went after her and just destroyed her. No. No, it's not nice. I'm not gonna do that. I give a lot more thought to what I'm doing than you guys think. You think I'm just a, a fucking whacked out person because I took my my beard vet energy today. But that's not the case. All right. And yes, trout. It is true. Tr- true. Some say that eyebrows are the shutters to the soul. Write that down. Because it was me who said that. Oh, go, oh, see, I knew that. You, what are you guys going to do it? See, look, I'm going to teach you a lesson right now. See, you make the super derivative curry joke, and it's too obvious. That's why it's not funny. You tried, but see, you should, you should leave the jokes to the professionals. It's too obvious. You can't make that joke. And it's not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're racist for making the joke. I'm just telling you it's too obvious and therefore not funny. You feel me? That's a swing and a miss. Now, see, I went the same route, but I went milk truck, right? And that's fucking funny because everybody's seen the milk truck beam. It's arrived. You understand? 
You can't go the other one. You can't go the other one. It's too obvious. That'd like be like me making fun of Ken Jennings and say he smells like hot dogs and some other white person food. It doesn't work. It's too much. And no S stethoscope. This is not hand sanitizer, you dick. Didn't Trout just say it? Yes, he's quoting me, genius. This is what happens when people who aren't on Twitter don't understand the jokes. It's an inside joke, buddy. God. Trying to take over the Ralph fucking title over there, ass stethoscope. All right, let me see what else I got here. Oh, this is funny. This is a good one. I'm pretty much out of stories, but I mean, I still got some shit I hung on to. Why not? You don't got anything else to do. Shut up. Watch the show. Here we go. Woman drags activist by the hair to stop her from blocking traffic. Okay. Why weren't you wearing your Dilly 300 shirt? That's my only question on this one. Why were you not wearing your Dilly 300 shirt? Hmm? I love what you did here. I like the way you handled your business. I think it went well. I think it was efficient. I think everybody likes your ponytail. Where is your Dilly? You guys ever assault somebody for who's trying to protest by blocking traffic? If you don't wear your dilly gear when you do it, I'm going to be so pissed at you. <coughs> I don't <coughs> I don't care if it's in Germany. Excuse me. <coughs> I don't care if it's in Germany. Do you understand me? I don't care. I don't care where you are in the world. When you do boast, do fucking based badass stuff like this, you find a way to put your dilly shirt on. Okay? All I'm saying. Yeah, what else do I got for you? Yeah, that's pretty much it. What's this? What what is this? Oh, did I play this already? It's Germany, you say, huh? That is not chocolate. Or coconut. Or walnut. Or peanut butter. Or nougat. Or butter butter. Or caramel. Uh, honestly, fuck these people. It's fine. All right, I think I'm done, you guys. I'm done. I have coaching clients coming up. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. But I'll, uh, I'll be, I'm full of piss and vinegar. I might take it to Twitter. We'll see. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. 
We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere. <laughs>